0: Hello and welcome to Mother's Touch, where the reciprocity of motherly love is our top priority. My name is Raquel Costa and I'm your host. For today's episode, we're gonna be covering a very fitting topic for both the month and for our app, Mother's Day. I'm pleased to have here with me Tara and Christine, both members of Mother's Touch and a very special guest, Nicole. Nicole works at Douglas Residential College at Rutgers University. And she's also a great mom. So we thought it would only be right to feature and highlight her on our podcast. And we're so excited to hear what she has to say about motherhood. Thank you all for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks, Raquel. Thank you for the invitation. I'm so happy to be here. Of course, and happy Mother's Day. Thank you. So for today's episode, we're gonna have a special guest And we're going to try something new. We're going to do many segments. Our first segment is going to be held by Christine, and it's called Mythbusters. So Christine is going to read a few statements in regards to the mother and infant community, and Nicole is going to tell us whether it's true or not. Should be interesting. Okay, so over to you, Christine.
1: All right, so before I read the statements, can you give us a brief introduction about yourself, both as a professional and a mom?
2: Sure, so um, again, thank you for having me. Um, I um, know many of you through my role at Douglas. Um, I'm the director of our research program um, for undergraduate women in STEM. And um, prior to that, um, I'm a, a trained genetic engineer. So um, I went to um, St. John's, Rutgers, Rutgers of course, um, and UMD and Jay and I have experience in academic research, industry research, and um, my most favorite was um, emergency medicine, Um, so a lot of um, traumatic injury research. Um, After about 15 years of teaching ISR, the Intro to Scientific Research course, um, it turns out I really love teaching, Um, and I also am a I I hate saying a part-time mom, I'm definitely a full-time mom um, and full-time employee. Um, And I have three little boys ages eight, six, and two. Um, My eldest has special needs, so that gives its own challenges and and joys. Um, And I'm also eight months pregnant with my first daughter. So thank you for having me.
0: Congratulations. Congratulations.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Nicole.
1: Now that we know a little background about you as a mom, are you ready to best submit?
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Okay, statement number one, mothering comes naturally.
2: No, um, <laughs> I do not agree. Um, I did not um, really feel like I wanted to be a mom for sure. I, I don't, I've uh, struggled with this a little bit. I'm, um, you know, thinking about, you um, you know, what motherhood means and, and I think some things come naturally. I think instincts come naturally, hormones come and you're like, whoa, I'm ready to go. I will, I will stop a car to save my child. Um, but I think there's things that are, um, very intrinsically, um, expected and, and, and they don't always happen. Um, so I, I, obviously became a mother, um, but it wasn't necessarily my plan. I just thought it would happen eventually, right? I'm a woman. That's what we do, right? Um, and that's so wrong. <laughs> like, that's not the, the you know, just because. Um, so I, I say that to say, I also never had a strong connection to my mother. So I didn't know what to expect when becoming a mother for the first time. Um, I've come to understand that my... Uh, you know, kind of worries about connecting with my baby or my my you know kids now um stem from my mother's inability to connect with her children and that is not my fault right we carry kind of the the sins of our parents with us um and, and some of the good things are our parents too but um so I think it doesn't come naturally but I actively engage my children and make sure that they always feel loved and heard. Um, And I will also add that um, the moment I saw that first ultrasound and the second, third and fourth and heard that heartbeat, I was like, oh, I've got this, like something did come very natural that I didn't expect. So I would say no, but maybe a little bit, yes, you you find your own way to naturally feel kind of connected. So really long answer, but thank you.
0: I think that's definitely understandable given that no one really knows how to be a mom. You just jump into it. So it's a lot of learning. It's a, it's a big learning curve. Um, so I think anybody who figures out some way to do it is doing a good job.
2: That's very true, very true.
1: All right, statement number two. A mother is selfish if she expresses her own needs.
2: Well, I've heard that one. Um, so I would love to say that is a huge myth, but per- people do pep- perpetuate that myth a lot. Um, and it does make me very mad. Um, but if you don't care for yourself, you cannot be a good mother or a partner or a good teacher or work in the group that y'all work in, right? If you don't take care of yourself, you end up burning out and, you know, kind of overreacting to things. Um, and so I think you need to be able to ask help for yourself, build a support system, uh, find time to take care of yourself, both physically and mentally. Um, I find the mental uh, taking care of myself is is more important um, than anything else. Um, and I have a great partner, so I, you know, I'm very lucky that I chose to be a mother when I chose to be it. Um, I've, you know, kind of. I don't make all the best choices, um, but I made sure that I picked a partner that I knew would have, um, the, I think the connections I was looking for and the support I was looking for. Um, and we're a team, we're like a true team. We don't have gender roles. Like I don't cook, I'm bad at it. He's really good at it. And so we we, we could eat, you know, and I can take care of the things that I take care of. So um, it's kind of really nice. And i I do also have feelings of guilt, um when I take time for myself. Um, but I'm better able to be patient and supporting when I take that time. Um, like I'm off from work today and I was like, this I'm gonna to enjoy today. So I'm going to do this, right? And so it's kind of taking those things, um, you know, and balancing your life a little bit. Um, I will also add that I have recently, very recently, heard a complaint from a family member. Something like, why do you need help? Oh, I had four children. Uh, nobody helped me. Um, someone I couldn't really say, that's not true. Um, But I know it's not true. I know she had help and support. And I think it's, um, there is a stigma that taking care of yourself is selfish and working while being a mom is selfish and taking time off from work to be a mom is selfish. And you can't do all these things um, and not feel like the world is kind of against you in some way, Uh, but none of that is actually true. And I think that's why things like this are really, really important to say, you know, yes, I heard this from someone uh, close to me. How dare they? (laughs) And, you know, you have to um, be able to find that support system wherever you can.
3: Thank you, Nicole. I think what you said about just, you know, selfishness with mothers is so, so important to think about because it really just extends beyond just, um, you know, taking time off for yourself, but it really places the blame on mothers at times. And it can extend to something like women who are perhaps chemically dependent and then take time to recover and focus on themselves. And then they, you know, I feel society oftentimes does cast cast, cast, guys and criticize women far too often, especially because of her role as a mother. So yeah, thank you for that. Okay, last
1: statement. Motherhood can be difficult and hard sometimes.
2: Ooh, uh, yes, absolutely. Um, I think that it is the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. And so, um, you know, I, I Uh, full disclosure, I battle guilt probably every day, um, anxiety, sometimes depression, just trying to figure out what is the best for my family. Um, it feels weird even saying like, oh, my family, I have this big family. And it's like, yes, you do. You have a fourth child. I have four dogs. I have a cat. I feel like I'm still raising my husband. Like we have so much going on. And, and there is this constant battle of, am I doing enough? Um, and trying not to compare myself to, you know, the neighbor who has, you know, maybe just one kid, but she's baking all the time. I'm like, I don't even know how to bake. Um, But, you know, I'm really good with DNA repair. So like, maybe that's my skill. And so, you know, finding that balance, but yes, it is incredibly difficult sometimes um, and just kind of um, physically can be ex- exhausting as a new mother, um, and kind of that journey to, um, you know, when you become a mother. When I when I started, when I was in my early thirties, I felt amazing, but there was so much stress and unknown. And now I feel like I know everything. it's <laughs> too you know, being pregnant, but now I'm 41 and I'm exhausted. I feel like I'm 61. So like there is a lot of challenges on, but I've experienced, but it's the most amazing thing. And I could not be more happy or more loved in anything else I've ever done. So
0: I'm I'm so glad to hear that. Um, it's really inspiring to see how you're jumping in and, and other moms are jumping into something they have no idea what they're doing and then they just flow with it. Um, so it's incredible to watch. Okay, so thank you for that. Um, that was very fun and valuable. Um, but it's also important for people, especially moms, to, be, to understand that mo- mother, motherhood isn't this perfect journey. And that's okay. Um, here at Mother's Touch, that's a point we really want to hone in on being a mom is a wonderful privilege and it's in its process that's beautiful but it doesn't mean that there are any bumps in the road and it doesn't mean that you're a bad mom if you do encounter some difficulties so it's just a learning process um and as long as you're trying your hardest you're always a great mom
1: those are some great responses that can have a great one okay
0: so we're going to move to our second segment i'm going to turn it over to tara Uh, for our segment called, What I Wish Someone Would Have Told Me. Thanks Raquel.
3: So for this segment, I'm going to ask you, Nicole, a few questions about your own experience of being a mother for the first time. Are you ready? Yes, let's do this. Perfect. So my first question is, what are three things you wish someone would have told you prior to having a baby?
2: just three i feel like (laughs) i feel like i read the books i was ready for everything um but i think the first would be that you need to be an advocate for yourself and for your baby um i you know we're all well versed in the things that can go wrong um but what we want to have the best experience you know not only as a patient but as becoming a new mother um and so i would say I wish someone had told me ask all the questions you have if you're like huh what was that it's not like you know in research where I'd be like let me write that down I'll look it up later this is my body and my baby and I need to say I'm sorry no what did you just say repeat that write it down um where can I look that up um so kind of um you know I would say I wish I was told that, told to make a list of questions between appointments when, you know, your brain is running at two o'clock in the morning. Um, and, And make sure you're comfortable with these people, you know, I've I've had really great doctors who are terrible bedside manner, but I really trust their skills. Um, but those aren't the people I want to take care of me for the nine months leading up to the birth of my child. Um, so I actually had midwives, um, even though I ended up having three C-sections. Um, and they work with uh, amazing surgeons. Um, but it took me a while to be confident in finding that right team. I had a couple of, of doctors that I felt, I can't call this person in the middle of the night or feel comfortable calling their service and not feeling guilty about it. You know, um, the second, it which is kind of ties into the first is that the doctors you choose work for you. Um, I grew up in the mentality that, um, my family is like, well, the doctor said it and I was like, but, but, but why, why did they prescribe this? Why are they doing that? Um, not all doctors are super smart. Maybe they're really book smart. And so, you know, there's, there's this, um, this trust, this like, you know, godly trust of, um, of physicians and that, can be very dangerous, um, not second guessing. Um, I just think you should question everything. And I don't know if that's just being a scientist. I wanna be like, sorry, where did you read that? Um, did, you, did you read it in the New England Journal of Medicine? So like, you know, you kind of wanna like not be difficult but you should be, you really should be until you find that perfect match. Um, and if you're comfortable with them, everything else will work out really, really well. You'll feel comfortable saying, oh, but this happened and that happened. And um, pregnancy and childbirth is messy. There are things with your body you're like, what is happening? And so being comfortable talking about those things with someone you know you don't live with is really, really key. Um, and in the third, and this will be hard, um, you'll be more tired than anything in your entire life. Um, I wish somebody would have prepped me for that. Um, I used to work in the ER nights and weekends, holidays, overnight. Like, just, I thought I was tired. No, there is nothing like being exhausted and hearing your child sleep. And then you think, did they stop breathing? So you can't sleep because you need to know they're asleep and they didn't die in their sleep. It's like the these insane thoughts um, and getting comfortable with like that trust you have with yourself. Um, I know this will happen again for a fourth time. I know I won't sleep well and I know it's going to be really, really exhausting. Um, So I just think. Like being prepared for the things that, you know, can go wrong, being really tired, breastfeeding may not work. Um, Your child may cry for days. Um, And so kind of having someone you can call um, is really, really important. Those are the, I'd say the top three, even though it compassed like 10 things there.
0: I think the the point you made about uh, trusting uh, the medical community, I think that's a big one. Like, mm. we do have the right to ask questions. And I think asking questions is really important because a lot of the times you're confused, you don't know what's going on. It's a lot to handle at once. So it's okay to ask questions and to get reinforcement. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of moms should remember. Um, mm. And it's okay to ask questions and there's nothing wrong with that. okay
3: and for our next question um it is what was the most challenging aspect of becoming a mom i think it was um
2: oh boy there's a lot um challenging aspects okay so The physical things. um, The um, emotional um, things I didn't expect were even more so. Um, I didn't plan to have a C-section. I had an emergency C-section because, uh, you know, I don't think of myself as a tiny person, but I had a ten-pound baby, um, and so after trying for so long, um, I had an emergency C-section. So it was kind of recovering from, you know, trying being in labor, and then having surgery, and so um there wasn't like a section in the book that said when you're recovering from both (laughs) and I was like oh no um so it was you know kind of finding out a lot later that this you know that is very common it can happen um and then the things that were the most challenging is that um the postpartum feelings. Um, So I experienced with all of the births of my children and um, I had experienced depression, anxiety, guilt uh, but almost the factor I would have like chest pain, anxiety, and crying, even though we're watching, you know, a funny movie and the baby's happy. Like you see these commercials and you think this can't be real. And it's so real. And I'm so glad there are so many resources now. Um, and that stigma has kind of, um, I think slowly being removed, um, because it is, you know, it is not your fault. Um, your body is responding in a way that is, you know, the loss of having a child within you which is so crazy and you have this beautiful baby and even with everything going right you cannot control i could not control the way that i felt um so that was you know really important to know that it's very normal um And this time going around, I have a postpartum plan. I'm working with a therapist, which I think everyone should have regardless of how you feel in life. Like you should check in with someone who does not know you personally and like dish it out and feel good. And you don't have to listen to them. You just like, you can be a nice selfish 45 minutes, pay your copay. Like it's the best thing in the world. Um, But I think I will, you know, be working with this person and we'll be working moving forward and you know, I will also be on I plan to be on Lexapro. I plan to be on an anti-anxiety medication after delivery because I hit I didn't know postpartum anxiety was a thing. I just thought, "Oh, I'm not sad." but I'm super anxious. And so it was like really important for me to, first I Googled it, um, then I did a real dig and then I called my doctor and right away, they said, please come to the office. wanna see you right away. And right away they were like, let's give this a try. And I was like, oh, there's help for me. And they expected it and they were kind and they were helpful. And I think that's really, really important. So that was like the most challenging thing. Um, Also, things can go wrong, they'll likely go wrong, something will happen, like that's what happens, right? I'm happy to say I didn't like have a baby on the side of the highway or something, like that was my worst fear, Um, so that didn't happen, Um, but I had emergency C-sections two. The third was planned and that was still pretty difficult. The fourth was also going to be planned. Um, And so that wasn't ever my plan in life to have C-sections. Like that's not what you do. Um, And then I had emergency surgery after. Um, I had infections from breastfeeding, um, which left me very sick. Um, and with a one month old. So I had to decide between emergency surgery so I can go home and care for my child or spending a couple of days in the hospital and recuperating, which I probably should have done. Um, but I didn't know that at the time. Um, I've also had miscarriages. And I've had two of my children have serious complications, um, obviously one of which is, uh, he's still special needs and has epilepsy. Um, and my my beautiful, very big two-year-old who's super healthy was born with a hole in his heart, um, which was the scariest thing in my life, having to go to a cardiologist and it just healed on its own. So, you know, as, as crazy as it sounds, there is some very challenging aspects. I think even when it goes to plan. Um, I just, I didn't have those, I didn't have things that went to plan. And I, I have to say, I would not, I would not change a thing because of the children I have. I couldn't imagine them not being here. So I, you know, I think you, you balance those things. And like Raquel said, you go with the flow and whatever that flow is, that flow is perfect and it's enough.
1: Thank you for sharing your experiences. I definitely think that having some sort of postpartum plan with the right people and right resources are super important, especially for new moms.
3: Your experiences of overcoming was just, that was really inspiring to hear. But my next question is um, hopefully a little more positive. What was the most rewarding aspect of becoming a mother? Um,
2: There is so much, honestly. And I'm still surprised by how the boys can make me laugh or smile. It's like, it sounds so hokey and so ridiculous. It's like the purest joy in the world. Like, I can't imagine, you know, like I would see a puppy and be like, oh my. And I never felt that way towards like someone else's baby. I'd be like, oh, your baby's cute, those little, little hands. And then they were my own and I was like, <gasps> I'm dead. It's just the most magical thing, the way they look at you, the way they, like every once in a while, I just get, you know, a hug for no reason. And sometimes, and it's important to be patient and have that self-care because when one of them is acting like, a 22 year old instead of a five year old and he's being sassy and wants to like do what he wants to do, I can, you know, I have the control still to to make him feel better, to like kind of walk him down and take those deep breaths and not yell and not scream. That happens too. But there's like these beautiful moments where I'm like, Oh, I think I'm gonna I think I'm doing okay like I think I just talked him off the ledge of you know of a big tantrum and so you know finding those little joys in like their um their days are really really the most wonderful thing and I have to say I don't have a favorite of course they're all so different which is really cool um but when my eldest sign something new, like, I love you, or, um, and now it's just, it, it's part of our, our life. And when my two-year-old picks up on it and can also sign I love you, it's, like, just the most magical thing in the world. And I think those are the little tiny things that, like, make everything good. And so it's it really is the most rewarding experience. It's just the tiny things in their days um, that I can, you know, be a part of. That's
3: that's my favorite.
0: That's so beautiful. That's awesome.
3: Okay. And so now we're on the last question, actually. And this is my personal favorite. So typically when talking about motherhood, we focus on the baby but what have you personally learned about yourself after years of being a mom to multiple children? Years to
2: multiple children, that sounds so crazy. Um, It feels like a blink of an eye. Um, And I have come to learn a lot about how I want my children to grow up and how important feeling loved is, I kind of, um, you know, like I've, like I've said, I didn't have that connection. So it was like, okay, I just have to work, feed the kids, do this, do that. It's like a nonstop, um, like hamster wheel. And then I, you know, when you stop, it's like, those things are going to happen. They need to happen. Um, but I didn't understand that, that connection and how like a mother or a father and a child, I I didn't have that firsthand. I don't understand when somebody's like, oh, my daddy. And I was like, "Mm, that's not something I'm familiar with. Or like, oh, my mom is my best friend. And I'm like, whoa, that's exciting. Do you not have friends? Like, I don't understand that. And so I felt like, wow. And that's probably one of those, like you you asked before, one of the, the biggest rewards is that now I feel that. Now I have those hallmark moments. And I've come to terms with that, like, that is the amazing feeling. That is what I was, I think, missing in my life. And I didn't have my kids to find that, but I found that accidentally. And it's it's absolutely, you know, I would do anything. And yet also I know I need to take care of me. Like just, you know, um, give all to everyone. Um, I've also come to terms with a work-life balance, what that means. And that I didn't know as a mom either. As like a young woman in college, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna like go out Monday nights because that's what we did. And then I'm gonna work like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights, and I'm gonna, you know, take all these STEM classes. I'm gonna do all these things. I'm gonna like travel the world. And then I, you know, becoming a mother wasn't a part of that plan. That was like the afterthought Um, and so, it, it really is almost more recently that I realized the worth what work-life balance means and it means I won't be doing every night event at work um and that's okay and that's okay and I can't compare myself to someone who wants to do that and chooses to do that and I want to respect that um and I have chosen to be a mom, and I I do not expect to go to be above and beyond at both of those. Like I'm not going to be the person who like crafts all the time or like sews their clothes. I'm going to order takeout, and we're going to eat pizza a lot. And yet I'm still going to be able to go to work, and you know make sure that when I'm not home, there's. Um, they have a support system that's not just me and not just their father and so that's really really important i think i've come a long way um in this eight and a half year journey so far
0: yeah i think um there's always a lot of pressure to be the perfect mom or there's like textbook uh ways to be a mom where you have to like you know do everything homemade and and be like a five-star mom all the time but the reality is we're people moms are still people they're not robots so it's okay to let loose and it's okay to lay lay back and just be casual with your kids um and not put so much pressure on yourself and i think that's a really good thing to remind moms of because like when you're a new mom you feel a lot of pressure to be perfect but just being, just being your best is perfect enough. So that was awesome. Okay, and now we're gonna do a last segment, um, which is titled advice. So we simply want to know if you could give any piece of advice to new moms um, or soon to be moms, what would it be?
2: You are enough. You are... Like you're in control of how you react to that pressure. So finding a way to, um, you know maybe experiencing that pressure to be perfect and then saying, "No, I think I'm gonna shower instead. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna not make my own baby food. <laughs> I think I'm gonna, you know, maybe order in food tonight. And it's gonna be okay. Um, and I think it's it's following your instincts when something, you know if something feels wrong, then follow that and and I don't mean like oh no something's wrong it's the end of the world I mean you know what is this feel if it's a feeling like that then follow that maybe it's you know anxiety we you need to speak to someone or maybe it's you know the baby is doing something I'm not sure it should be doing and follow that you know and and the best way is to go through that um follow those feelings and and find a way because if you don't (laughs) You start bearing them down, you start second guessing yourself. And um, the mother's instincts are are just incredibly important. and if you're not absolutely certain and you won't be because I'm still not um, is to ask questions and ask for help and there's so many resources on you know different apps obviously and um, social media and things like that it's it's good to to get those things out there and then remember that those people don't know any better than you do and call your doctor so I think that's uh, the best advice is to know you're doing the right thing and follow those feelings and like you said go with the flow because your
3: flow is right for you. And that is all that matters. I think those are like such beautiful words actually on a mother's own autonomy and confidence. It's so, so incredibly important to keep in mind that, you know, like I think there's just so much comfort in the words, you are enough. And that gives a lot of confidence, hopefully to mothers to be. (laughs)
0: Well, that's all the time time we have for today. And I just want to say thank you, Nicole, again for joining us. Your openness and your vulnerability of your experiences being a mom has been very insightful. And I'm sure it's not only beneficial to us, but it'll be very beneficial to the listeners who are moms.
1: Yes, I'm sure those segments will be a great help to someone.
3: I definitely learned a lot. Me too, and especially with Mother's Day just recently passing, I think it's really important that the voices of mothers are not just highlighted, but amplified. Motherhood is not something you can just read a book about and master, so having this really, really insightful, in-depth, inside look as to what motherhood really consists of in such an honest way is just incredibly refreshing. Thank you. And thank you for having me and letting me share my experiences.
2: Um, I find that when we share and we can be very honest and I'm I'm very honest, um, you know, we we can hopefully help others. So thank you for having me.
0: So as we come to an end, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And I really hope you enjoyed today's episode on Mother's Touch. And always remember, there are multiple different paths to being a mom. And just because your path is different from others doesn't mean it's the wrong path. Make sure to stay tuned for our next podcast episode. Thank you for joining in and a very special thank you to today's guests. Until next time.